Hello and welcome to the Confusion to Clarity podcast. This podcast is for anybody who needs that reminder that they really are capable of achieving amazing things. Each week, we will be diving deep into all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Hosted by me, Natalie, a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, coach, mum, and lover of all things mindset and manifestation. When listening, I want to give you a break from reality. I'm going to share with you the tools and techniques that you need to make your goals reality so you can stop playing small. Hello and welcome back. I hope everybody listening is doing well. So Christmas and the new year are fast approaching, which is what prompted me to create this episode in particular. Whilst for many of us this time of year can be full of fun and festivity, for others it can be a real trigger for their mental health Um, and it's a time of year that's previously really affected me as well. And I always see an increase in clients through December and into January and this can be for a variety of reasons. Um, It could be maybe issues with family members, it could be financial stress, maybe relationship pressures but often it's anxiety triggered by the upcoming new year. So in this episode, I thought I would go through why we feel anxious about the new year and how we can tackle it. So when it comes to anxiety, having an understanding, I feel, is one of the first steps to regain control and help you to feel calmer and move forward more positively. Um, And just as a side note, I'm filming this in my office and it is, I'm just looking at my laptop, it's minus two outside and my office feels freezing so you can probably hear my teeth chattering through the microphone even though the heating's on. I digress. So why do we feel anxious? Well our subconscious mind it likes familiarity and it doesn't like change. So if it's unable to look back at a previous time and see how we coped it's going to raise the warning signs, it's going to put us on red alert, thinking that there's danger and that it needs to intervene and get us out of that situation. And the thing with the new year, it's a blank canvas, we don't know what's going to happen. So our subconscious mind will either look back to previous times and how we've dealt with something similar, and obviously if we look back over the past two new years, (laughs) it's understandable how our subconscious mind could put two and two together and come up with 10. Um, But I think the less we say about the last two years, the better. Let's focus on moving forwards. Um, So when it comes to anxiety, we are caught in a trap of negative thinking. We are replaying events of the past over. We're negatively introspecting the past or what we're doing is we're catastrophizing and negatively forecasting the future, fearing the worst about what might happen. Now, our minds do not know the difference between imagination and reality. I think I say that every episode. I'm going to get hoodies or t-shirts with that printed on. (laughs) Um, But it really is such an important thing to know and to understand about ourselves. So what we are thinking about is obviously going to affect how we feel and ultimately what we can or can't do. So in addition to the unknown element of a new year, the pressures around it can also be a huge trigger for anxious thoughts and feelings. So obviously there's so much emphasis, isn't there, on like the new year, January the 1st, you know, set New Year's resolutions. And I'm going off on a tangent here, but does anybody else get really bothered by the whole ovary in December, eat, 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 loads of food, and then as soon as January the 1st hits, it's adverts for blenders, 
salads oh my gosh it drives me insane um and I work with a lot of clients actually who are looking to manage their weight healthily and work on their mindset around it but I'll do a whole episode on that but just not in January or well, certainly not in January the first <laughs> so anyway sidetracked this slightly by my bugbear of the new year um but back to anxiety the whole kind of get fit, fresh start, make it your best year yet, you know, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 can be really overwhelming and a huge trigger for those, you know, anxious thoughts and feelings. Now, obviously for some people, yes, you know, that fresh start, the clean slate can be hugely positive and beneficial. Um, and if that works for you, brilliant. But if it doesn't, then that's okay. And interestingly, probably not surprisingly, Um, I read an article the other day where it said 91% of New Year's resolutions are broken before the end of February, which I thought seemed quite optimistic actually, because if I'm anything to go by, when I've set them in the past, I mean, I've barely got to the first end of the first week. Um, So actually I stopped making New Year's resolutions because personally, if they aren't in alignment with what you truly want, then we're going to self-sabotage, they're not going to happen. We, you know, If we're just going to go, oh yeah, I'm going to just start going to the gym every day. If that's not what you really want to do or it's not really in alignment with where you want to go and what you want to do, you're just doing it because you feel you should, the chances are it's not going to stick. When it comes to the new year, we have to remind ourselves that we do have control over what we think and also what we place value upon. And I think this is a really important point to raise when it comes to anxiety. It's regaining that control and going, we have control over our thoughts, so we can choose to place value on something or not. And we can thank that part of our brain that's stepping in to try and protect us, that part of our brain that's thinking there's a, there's a threat to our safety that wants to protect us. But we can reassure and go, it's okay, it's going to be okay, we've got this, you can step down, but thank you very much. Now, of course this is a well and good, but if you are feeling anxious, what can you do practically? So here are my five tips for regaining control if you are feeling anxious about the upcoming new year. So number one is kind of feeding on from what I've just said about taking control of your mind and what you choose to place value upon. And this is something I've actually done myself and I I kind of do this every year actually because the new year really used to trigger my anxiety and um, anybody who's listening to this podcast for the first time or hasn't listened to the first episode, it was debilitating anxiety that led me into the work that I now do. So if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to the first couple of episodes. Um, But yeah, the new year used to really trigger me. So something that I used to do and still do is to look at the new year as a continuation of the previous year. So as I've said, we can control what we place value upon and what we place importance upon. So you can really decide how you choose to see this. So if you don't want it to be this big break, just allow yourself to see it as a continuation of the previous day, the previous week, and really just don't give it any emphasis Um, upon it at all. Number two, so this is a bit of a take on a new year's resolution. So if you do want to make positive changes in your life, but you don't want to set kind of a specific new year's resolution, then try this instead. And I actually do this myself and I get lots of my clients to do this too. But it's to pick a word of the year. 
So when we're feeling anxious, as I've mentioned, we're focusing on what we don't want, how we don't want to be. So it's time to switch the polarity around and focus our thought energy on how we want to be and how we want to feel. So by picking a word, so for example, I don't know, you could pick balance or joy. What you're going to do is align yourself to this word of the year, your actions, your decisions. So let's just say you did choose the word balance. It's looking at how you can cultivate that into all the different aspects of your life. So maybe you need to create and implement some boundaries. Maybe you need to prioritize yourself and create balance in your work life because at the moment you don't take a lunch break. So actually balance for you could mean taking that lunch break and also finishing on time. And I would really suggest just taking a moment to really think about what word would really resonate for you. Maybe it's like joy or fun. You want to cultivate more fun into your life. So when you've picked your word, I would suggest putting it up somewhere you're going to see it. So write it on a post-it note, stick it to your laptop, place it on your desk, um, use Canva to create a a screen for your phone so it's there every time you open and close your phone. The more you see it, the more ingrained it becomes, the more focused you are on that word and how you can really incorporate it into your life. And it, and it really does work. I've done it now for the last five years um, and I've got my clients to do it too. So if you decide to do this, then leave a comment in the in the section below and let me know what your word of the year is. So number three and number four kind of link together, but I'm going to put them as separate points. So number three is pictures. So if you are feeling um, a bit overwhelmed and anxious, as I said, we're focusing on the negative. What we want to do is switch it around, focus our mind on positive experiences, positive memories. Because when we're thinking about how we want to be and feel, we actually begin to produce our feel-good hormones. When we're feeling anxious and stressed, when we're worried, we're actually producing our stress hormones, our cortisol, our adrenaline, which is heightening and keeping those anxious thoughts and feelings alive. So to counteract that, by thinking about how we want to be and feel, we begin to produce our feel-good hormones, our serotonin, our dopamine, oxytocin. So this was something... um, I am so cold speaking here now. Honestly, I am absolutely freezing. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear it in my voice. Um, I might just stop and go and get a hot water bottle. Um, so number three is pictures. Now point three or tip three and four kind of a very, uh, they are quite closely linked, but I thought I would separate them. But number three, pictures. So this year has flown. I think we can all agree. And this came to me the other day. I was just sort of sitting there, I was feeling a bit flat and I was thinking that, you know, hadn't we done an awful lot this year Um, and just really how fast it had gone. Now, what we think about affects how we feel physically. So when we're thinking about kind of what we don't want, when we're thinking, you know, those anxious thoughts, when we're feeling stressed, we are producing our stress hormones, our, our cortisol, our adrenaline. When we're producing that, it's heightening those negative feelings and keeping them alive. So by switching it around, by focusing on how we want to be and feel, we actually start to produce our feel-good hormones, our serotonin, our dopamine, and our oxytocin. So something made me go back through and have a look at the um, camera roll on my phone. So I started going back through each month of the year, and it really reminded me just of the things I had done. It reminded me of some really happy memories that I had 
forgotten about. There were some really silly pictures on there that made me laugh and some that made me smile. And by the time I'd got to December, I was feeling so much better and actually reminded me that I had done a lot more this year than I had given myself credit for. And it just really made me see the whole year in a different light. And although a lot of those pictures definitely weren't Insta-worthy, they did really make me focus on the smaller things and like I said, reminded me of the things that I had forgotten about. Um, in particular, how warm the summer was. When I was going back through, I was like, gosh, I didn't realise how hot the summer was here. Um, and I'm really missing that today when I'm sitting here and it's absolutely freezing. So number four is gratitude. As I said, three and four are quite closely linked. But gratitude is really something that I'm so passionate about. I speak about it all the time. And I really feel when it comes to anxiety, it is one of the most powerful tools that we can use to combat it. Because when we are focusing on what we have, the blessings in our life, we really start to notice how it quietens down that anxious chatter in our minds. And during the summer, I completed the book The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, which is a 28-day gratitude practice. And I have spoken about spoken about it. I can't talk, I'm too cold. Um, spoken about it in previous episodes because when I did it in the summer, it really was a game changer. There were so many significant... Um, sort of events and changes that happened in my life in that 28 days and then since then I've shared it with so many of my clients and all of them have come back and had some really huge shifts and kind of you know achievements in their life in that really short space of time so much so that I have decided in January to do a daily podcast sharing the magic with everybody who's listening because I really am so passionate about it so on January the 1st each day I'm going to do a podcast sharing that day's um, task from the from the magic and I think when we do things as a group it is always so much more powerful um, and obviously with a challenge like that some of the days are quite tricky I think a lot of self-development personal development exercises really can because it's getting us to think about stuff that maybe is a bit tricky to think about um so i thought if we do it together we can motivate one another and we can make january a really positive start to the year so i will share more about that um, as we get nearer to january the next point is meditation so if you do not meditate regularly then you really are missing out so i have to confess it's not always something that i've been um really consistent at sticking with until this year um, I used to tell myself I didn't have time and it felt I don't know a bit like indulgent to sit there and like oh, I've got so much to do I don't have time just to sit but actually it's so much more than just sitting and when you start to do it yourself or if you are you know a huge advocate of meditation you will be going agreeing with me now as I'm speaking. So making that time each day to sit in purposeful silence is one of the most effective things that we can utilize when it comes to mindset and tackling anxiety, in addition to practicing gratitude, of course. Um, so it's about making that time, but also, of course, making it work for you. You know, if you don't have an hour to sit and meditate in the morning, I don't either it doesn't matter. It's finding time within the day where you can. And even if it's for as short a time as 15 minutes, just making that part of your daily routine, you are going to notice a huge difference. Now, if you're new to meditation, there are lots of um, guided meditations that you can find online to help keep you focused. Um, and if you do want a more detailed episode on meditation, then let me know in the comments below and I'd be happy to do one on that. 
Um, but yeah, if, if you if you don't, just start by you know, 10, 15 minutes each day at a time that works for you and just notice how you start to feel, how much calmer, how much clearer your mind starts to feel. And I think also with meditation, one final thing to add on that, it is called meditation practice. So you're not meant to be perfect at it. It is a practice where each day, each week, month, year, you get more from it and notice even more benefits. So that was five, and I said five tips, but then I kind of thought of an extra one. So we've got a kind of bonus six one. And that is to mention about diet and what we eat. So what we eat plays a huge part in how we feel and also with anxiety. So 95% of our serotonin, our feel-good hormone, is actually produced in our gut. So what we eat really does impact how we feel. Um, Now, I'm not saying obviously don't have quality street for breakfast on Christmas Day because, I mean, we all know that is a staple element of Christmas breakfast. But if by December the 28th you are feeling anxious, maybe bloated, you've eaten too much, um, and your kind of mind isn't where you would normally like it to be or you're just feeling a bit off, just remind yourself that obviously the vast array of foods, the Baileys, is probably contributing to how you feel. So again, it's raising that awareness for anxiety and it's just giving you that control to go, okay, look, I know I feel anxious now, but it probably is because I've consumed half a box of after eight mints. Maybe that's just me. Um, And you know that that feeling is going to pass and what it can help you to do is just stop dwelling on those negative thoughts and you know kind of by the start of January, you can start eating better again, or maybe you have more self-control than me. Maybe you can eat a more balanced diet over Christmas. I can't. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, which is probably why I have such an aversion to the whole healthy January thing, to be honest. But I think when it comes to, certainly with clients, one of the things we notice, one of the triggers, really tends to be alcohol and food. So like I said, I'm not saying don't eat those things, But obviously, if you eat them and you notice you start to feel anxious, just notice the correlation between the two and just start to implement things that you can do to start shifting yourself out of that primitive subconscious part of your mind, the part you're in when you're feeling anxious, that part of your brain that's, you know, looking out for danger, that's on red alert and find something that you can do to move yourself into that intellectual part of your brain, that karma, logical, rational part. And I've done loads of episodes on mindset techniques, but just as a quick overview, you know, getting out for a walk, journaling, listening to a guided meditation, doing some scripting. So all the little things that you know help you to feel okay again. So I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Um, Obviously, if you are still feeling anxious, please get in touch. Come over and follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I share support on there daily, um, particularly over the festive season. Um, And if you have enjoyed this episode, please could I ask you to leave a review, um, leave a comment or share it with somebody else who you feel would benefit and enjoy it too. So thank you for listening. I hope you all have an amazing week and I will speak to you again soon. Bye.